power. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. This episode of the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast is sponsored by our launch partner, CorePay One. Picture your bank's bill pay, only better. Get built-in bookkeeping, payments, employee reimbursements, and more with CorePay One. With no monthly fee and unlimited users, CorePay One replaces slow and expensive accounts payable software. CorePay One helps you easily manage your clients' bill pay needs. The accountant dashboard is designed to let you seamlessly navigate between your clients and prioritize their most important bills while recording all of the essential bookkeeping data they need. With CorePay One, you can integrate with tools you're already using, sync your existing accounting system like QuickBooks or Xero to create one seamless automation process. You can even submit bills and receipts on the go with their mobile app, no matter where you are, using your Apple or Android device. Paying bills with CorePay One is easy. You can pay by ACH, check, or even international wire payment. And they even offer an easy way to reimburse your employees. With no monthly fees, per document scanning fees, or user fees, the pricing just makes sense. Head over to accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash CorePay. That's accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash C-O-R-P-A-Y. Automation powered accounting with CorePay One. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast, where you can automate your firm one podcast at a time. We're on a quest to eradicate data entry through accounting automation. I'm Heather Satterley. And I'm Brian Clare. And today we're talking about bank statement fetch and the rise of fintech companies that provide banking services. Always fun to talk about that. Banking is fun, especially when you're putting money in the bank rather than taking money out of the bank. <laughs> Absolutely. Unless you're buying something fun. That's <laughs> fun to take. Yeah. So bank fake statement fetch. So getting our documents, and we've been talking about this for several podcasts now, like getting the documents, a big challenge that accounting firms and accounting mm-hmm. professionals face when we're trying to get all the stuff we need to do our work. And it's kind of like the bane of our existence is like, please give us the bank statements and the supporting documents and all the stuff we need. And so last week we talked about the receipt capture and getting the receipts for the transactions. Today we're going to talk about how do we get those darn bank statements. And they're so frustrating to get, especially when the connections don't work. Yeah. And so we have the clients that fall into the different categories. There's the ones that like no one is ever, well, you have the clients that like, there's no online banking because, Mm -hmm. you know, they still want the paper statements or whatever. And we have a solution for that. So hold tight because towards the end, we're going to talk about what do you do when you have the clients that they only, (laughs) they only get their statements via snail mail. Terrible. (laughs) I know. Right. So And then you have the bucket of people that are like, I don't care. Like, here's my whole life. And they want to give you their passwords, like their their passwords to everything. They want you to have that. I personally don't like having my clients' passwords um, because it's a liability. Yep. Same, same, same bucket, same thought process there. I I do not want those passwords. I'd rather have my own, like read-only one, right? Then we know it's me logging in or someone on my team. But having those client passwords, some of them just... Here, take it. Please take it. It's so funny because they're like 
total ends of the spectrum. You have those, some that are like, I'm not giving you anything. And then you have the others that are like, take it all. <laughs> but, and, and the take it all clients, at least you're not bottlenecked on the work, but then you have that liability, right? Cause some banks don't allow you to have read only users. Yep. So you either have to be on the account or they have to give you, you know, their login access and you can, you know, you can, there's apps out there like the, we talked about passwords a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and, you know, there's the password apps that we talked about, uh, like LastPass and OnePass. And so that's one way to do it. Cause then your clients can share, you know, the passwords with you without actually sharing the passwords with you. Like mm-hmm. they share the access rather than the password, but you're still logging into their account. It's yeah. still a liability. And so. it's like the full admin account, right? So you can right. see and do whatever you want and it'll look like they're doing all these adjustments or like, you know, making e transfer or paying something. So uh sketchy is what sketchy. I call it. Totally sketchy. And then you have the clients that are that that do the do do all the, the good stuff. Like they set up the they they switch banks mm-hmm. so it's easier for you. Like you say, can you switch to a bank that allow me to have read access? And they're like, sure, I'll do whatever you want. Those, those awesome clients, they right? listen to your recommendations. They do. They do. They understand. Yeah. But then, you know, so, so we're talking about what has happened in the last, I don't even want to say a couple of years. I mean, it, with QuickBooks, it's been only a year, mm-hmm. but is there's this awesome technology called Bank Statement Fetch. And these are technology companies that have built an API, or I I don't know that that's the proper word, an integration Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the financial institutions that allows them to retrieve the PDF documents. And in some cases, CSV files from the bank. So you can actually have the, the documents you need, the bank statement documents that you need without actually having any access to the bank account. And that is the accountant's dream. Like that's what we want is we're like, give us a source documents. I don't want to have any access to the actual account where transactions can be made. So there's some that, that are, we're going to talk about four companies, five companies five, yeah. that actually offer that. And let's start with the free one, so, which is QuickBooks. Yeah. QuickBooks online included. Uh, I know in, in Canada, it's on the, I believe it's on the top two versions, pro and essentials, integrate your, your bank directly with your bank feed. And then you get that, the statements pulled through on a monthly basis, whenever they become available online. Right. And then as you're going through the reconciliation, it'll, it'll move the actual statement into another sections. Cause, cause when you click on it, as you know, it says unreconciled and reconciled. So once you actually reconcile that statement, it moves over to the reconciled section. So Automatically. Yeah, nice way to kind of keep track of things, uh, almost like a folder scenario, we'll say. Yeah, no, that that is really nice. I mean, that's been life changing, and I would say, well, more than fifty percent of our clients in our firm have that in in their companies. I didn't realize it was limited in Canada to just the top tiers. I don't think it's limited in the U.S. I think I could be wrong, but I thought all the all the versions of QuickBooks Online. If they have bank feeds attached, they got that statement fetch. If yeah. their bank participates, not all banks participate. Yeah, I, honestly, I could also be wrong. We just never, we don't, well, not never, but we don't really put clients on Easy Start. Yeah. Is what the lowest one in, in Canada. I, I think it's the same in the US, but it's Simple Start. Simple Start. Yeah. So same, same idea, but we don't put too many clients on that. So they're, we pretty much are almost always on plus. 
It's awesome because you don't have to do anything. I love it so much because, Mm -hmm. you know, the statements are delivered usually by, you know, the first or second day of the month. And my team doesn't have to wait. They can get right in and get to work closing out the prior month. They don't have to log into anything. We don't have passwords. It's, it's, it's glorious is really the word for it. Yeah. Lots of uh, reduction in risk there. (laughs) Totally. Easy. So thank you, QuickBooks. Yeah. Thank you into it for doing that for us. And then Zero, they get some love too because they offer HubDoc is a company. We talked about HubDoc last week mm-hmm. when we were talking about the receipt capture. And so HubDoc will capture receipts. It allows you to sync with or you know sync your your HubDoc account with your vendors. So like if you have a Verizon account, you can sync, you can log into Verizon and it'll bring in Verizon statements or or you know there's a bunch of other companies that you can sync with. They have a whole, what is it? It's like over 18,000. There's, there's a lot. Yeah. So the Canadians, we have Rogers and Bell and TELUS, right. <laughs> not Verizon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. HubDoc works well as well. Kind of same idea. No. Like you said, connect the bank and, and it'll pull those in whenever they become available. So it used to work awesome. Like the bank fetch and HubDoc used to be amazing. And it was before yeah. QuickBooks had it. Um, and then it got a little bumpy there for a while. Um, some practitioners I've talked to, they said that it's been fine. All of the existing connections have stayed connected through all of the chaos. But with new companies, like new clients, that there's been trouble trying to get it to connect. And do you know, Brian, why they're having such trouble with that connection? Have you heard anything? I don't. I suspect it's just uh, probably issues between the bank and these vendors that are trying to do it, or it could be just a software thing, right? So Plaid's obviously a big one um, that connects to these banks, but um, from what I've seen with other apps using Plaid, seems to work okay. So I don't think it's a Plaid issue. I think it's a MFA issue, which is mm, not yeah. the bad word MFA, what, which I won't say. What, what's MFA? Here. MFA. Well, I was, I know what my brain is thinking. I'm not going to say it out loud, although I really want to, but I'm not going to say it out loud. It's multi-factor authentication. And I think that's where HubDocs, the connections go sideways for most, you know, fintech companies that are trying to, to bring the solution. And so what that means is the way the technology works is that you log into your online banking through the app. So through HubDoc or through QuickBooks, when you do that, you get asked, hey, do you authorize this connection between the app and the bank? And you say, yes, I do. And usually the first time there's like some kind of multi-factor authentication, either they send a text or use the multi-factor authentication apps from like Microsoft, LastPass, Google, whatever. Um, And then you're done and it stays connected and you don't usually have to ever you know, worry about it again. Mm -hmm. But I think what happens with some banks is that it requires you to go in and answer questions. So whenever they're asking you to answer a security question, that's where it gets hung up. And I think that's what I've heard is that's why people's connections don't stay. Yeah. They don't don't work. I I have actually seen that in the past on clients and like within HubDoc as well. I've seen it in Dex too, which we'll talk about that a bit later. But uh, when it works, it works. I know, for example, I've heard a rumor that TD Bank does not work in HubDoc anymore does does not yeah. connect so that that kind of sucks because obviously it's one of the big five banks in Canada. I think City Card's the same thing. Hmm. I think City Card's a problem, and uh, so anyway, I, I think that whatever Intuit did 
they've nailed it because it works like a charm. I have not seen an issue with any of my clients anyway, where it's become undone. And then I, I, you know, it took a long time. I have one city car. I have one client with city card. That's been an issue yeah. where we've had to, so city card has been kind of a problem, but it's interesting because some of my clients, I have clients, like several of my clients have city card and there's just this one client <laughs> Her account <laughs> keeps getting disconnected. And I, I'm not sure what the problem is. Maybe she's blacklisted. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So HubDoc, zero, zero users, and we talked about this last week, zero users get HubDoc for free, right? Yep. On certain levels, or do all, all zero users get it for free? I believe it's on certain levels. Again, I think it's the, the first two, or the second two, I mean. So there's the three levels, but um, I think it's the second two where you get HubDoc for free. Yeah, and I, I love the Jamies. <laughs> so the Jamies are the founders of HubDoc. And now HubDoc is owned by Zero, but mm-hmm. they were Jamie Shulman and Jamie McDonald, right? Yep. And they were the founders and they're like the nicest guys. They're just the Jamies. Everybody knew them as the Jamies. So they created it and it was just, it was life-changing. Yeah. It was literally, it was transformative for firms because all of a sudden you didn't have to log a log, either have your clients send you stuff or log into 8,000 online bank accounts to grab the statements. Yep. Using your clients. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the, the auto fetching as well. Like that was a yeah. big game changer for sure. So there's, there's other players out there. There's ledger docs, ledger docs, um, D O C it's ledger D O C S. Yep. So that was one that, that you can sign up for. And do you know the details on that one? We used it briefly. I think when we were kind of first starting out, we were looking into it. Signed up for a few months, uh, kind of had the same issues that most of these uh, bank statement fetching software are having, right? I don't, that was, this was like a couple of years ago that we did it. So I'm not sure where they're at now. I'm sure it's better, or I, I would assume that it is better. However, as we're discussing, there are still some issues with these bank statement fetches. So I wouldn't be surprised if they still have some issues there a bit. Yeah. I wonder if Zapier is ever going to add banks. I don't know. I mean, you're wearing their t-shirt right now. Maybe you have some pull with them. Because I mean, I would think about that. I mean, I guess a lot of damage could be done, right? Yeah. I got to tell you a story. This is totally random, but I got to share it because I had a heart attack. We have like once a month, our team does like a, we, we have a weekly meeting, but once a month we do just a fun meeting where we, we, we have lunch together. Everybody gets a Divi card and they order themselves lunch. Nice. And then we we play Jackbox <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> it's like the best. So today we were we were having our meeting, and I got a, a you know a notification on my phone from Twitter. And we have a zap that actually I learned from you, Brian. And it's the it's the zap that basically when somebody accepts the the proposal and practice ignition, yeah, it sends a Slack message to the team that says, "Woohoo, the client signed the engagement." Oh, yeah, yeah. It, right? Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. I'm like, that's awesome. So. <laughs> We use that. And so I'm in the meeting and I get a tweet, like a notification from Twitter that says, woohoo, your client just signed the engagement letter. And our notice that goes into Slack is, woohoo, your client signed the engagement letter. And then it says the client's name and it says client name, or we get to help client name find balance in their business. Hmm. And so this comes across my Twitter and I have this heart at like this, you know, you know, like you just yeah. have like that jolt of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, oh my goodness. And so 
I was thinking, what happened to my Zach? Oh my gosh, like what happened? Because my operations director, she's helping me kind of revamp my Zapier workshop. Mm -hmm. And so she's playing with my zaps and she's like, you know, copying them and putting them into, you know, some of the zaps that I teach in that workshop. She's putting them into different folders and things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what happened? She's on vacation this week. And I'm like, what did she do now? Because one thing that had happened was I had messages from Monday that go into a Slack channel and now they're going to a different Slack channel. Mm. And so I, you know, that's on our list of like to figure out how that happened. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she now has... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's broadcasting to the world where we get a new client on <laughs> but it was oh heart attack so yeah. it wasn't that it was what happened was is i'm teaching that in a facebook live next week <laughs> like she picked that as a zap that i would teach to the world uh, to let okay. them know what we learn in our workshop and so she had said she took the body of that and was like woohoo client just signed a proposal. And then it was like, the next sentence was learn how to build this app next week with me on Facebook live. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, definite heart attack. Like what just happened? I need to check on this. And then you're probably like, oh, sweet relief. It was, it was, I was like, and I should have known better because she's amazing and she'd never do anything like that. But I was just like, (laughs) anyway. All right, back to our conversation. I totally digress. I apologize to everyone listening that you had to hear. Although that's a great story. Laughing because I love it. Probably experienced something like that too. Yeah. So tell us about Ledger Docs. Is it's a little pricey compared to the other ones we're going to talk about. It's actually the most expensive compared to the other ones we're going to talk about. Yeah, it starts sixty-seven dollars per month for seven companies. I think that's um, that's an annual fee. I believe it said seventy-nine if you pay monthly. Oh, it's an annual. It's an annual so, oh, 67 times if you months. pay up front, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. For seven companies. And is that seven bank connections or seven client companies? That I don't know. I, I I think, or at least from what I recall when we did use it a couple of years ago, it was like seven licenses, let's say, and you can connect what you want within it. Kind of like the HubDoc, you you have your license and you connect what you want within it. Yeah. But, but if that was per connection, that would be a little costly because, you know, you're probably doing more than one connection per client. Yeah. So it's seven companies, unlimited users. They have like a bunch of plans. Mm-hmm. That was just the starting one. That's just the starting one. Yeah. Oh, they have an $11 plan. Ah, uh, there we go. They do. They have an $11 plan. It's one company, un, um, unlimited users and... They get, there's a QBO integration, ScanSnap. That's cool. Dropbox integration. That's also cool. Think about that automation. Like if somebody, if your client uploads to Dropbox, it would automatically bring it in and parse it or 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 maybe it it sends it to Dropbox. Maybe that's what it does. Okay. For backup. What about uh, LedgerSync? I think you're familiar with that one. Yeah. So LedgerSync, I've also tested. They're definitely more affordable. Um, They sync with over 8,500 bank connections, according to their website. They'll do bank statements, they'll do transactions, and then they also pull in the check and deposit images. So that's nice because a lot of times, if your clients are still using paper checks, Mm -hmm. you can't bring that in. Even with a CSV import or a bank feed, all you see is check number one, two, three, four, and you have to look at the paper check to figure out what it is. So they bring in those check deposit images, but that's extra. So they charge $12.49 per client per month. And that includes up to 10 bank accounts per company. 
And the image fetching, if you want the image fetching, which is the check deposit images, that's an additional $2 per client per month. So that's, that's, that's affordable. In, in my opinion, I feel like that's kind of a no brainer. If you think about $12 and 49 cents to avoid having to go to up to 10 different <laughs> bank websites and download the statements or yeah. chase your client, I feel like that's totally worth it. Yeah. Get my invoices is another one that I've actually never heard of until today when we were kind of looking at who does this. Doing some research. Doing a little research there. They have their base plan is with bank accounts to include the bank fetching is $25 a month. You get up to three users, up to 10 portal connections, up to $150 per month. So what happens with that is it's, and that's only one bank account. And you mm. can sync three accounts. So it, their pricing goes up based on the volume, like the number of connections and the volume of documents that you're parsing out. Mm. And then I don't know what the integration is. On it's that. like a mix of, uh, let's say, what's this Ledger Docs and HubDoc pricing where it's flat. Yeah. And then something like auto entry where it's a volume based pricing. Yeah. And they integrate with... QuickBooks, FreshBooks, Zero, Bill.com, Roger, Zoho, they integrate with a lot. So it's funny that I've never, it's funny I've never heard of them. Yeah. They've got a bunch of integrations. I wonder, huh. Maybe some more research will be involved after this. Maybe, maybe we're going to have to play with that one. (laughs) But that one, it's, you know, a little more expensive. $25 a month for one bank account is kind of steep in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that was where, where HubDoc started, right? 25 a month, partner discounts. Um, yeah. Now they're down to 12. Now they're down to 12. Yeah. So and, that's for, and it's free with zero. Sorry, let's throw that in as well. So I would say out of all of the solutions, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm saying QuickBooks, you've nailed it. Intuit, yeah. you nailed it. It's free. Everybody gets to use it. Um, it's, it's reliable. It's, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. And then, yeah. Um, I would give a shout out to Zero there as well, just because they've agree. now included HubDoc in the license, right? So you get that same kind of functionality that you'd have with QuickBooks. Otherwise, uh, you know, if you're on QBO and you don't like whatever they're offering, you could pay for HubDoc. You could pay for one of these other ones that we've mentioned as well. Yeah. Plus they get to work with the Jamies every day. So there's that too. <laughs> there you go. There's the selling point. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I want to change the conversation because we've seen a big uptick in fintech companies that are disrupting the banking industry, right? Mm-hmm. So you now have fintech companies that are offering offering banking services that, and they're deeply integrated with our accounting software. So Intuit's doing this. They have QuickBooks Cash, yep. which is you can now, you earn like 1% in, uh, 1% interest on the money that you, and basically what happens is the way I think QuickBooks Cash, I, have, I, don't, I don't have a QuickBooks Cash account. The way I understand that it works is you sign up for it and then all of your merchant service deposits go into the QuickBooks Cash account and you can transfer it to other bank accounts or you can use it as a regular, you get a routing number, an account number, and then you can use it you know, with things like bill pay and you can get a debit card and things like that. Yeah. So, Do you know how that works with QuickBooks payments or if it does? I mean, it, I would think it would, but... It does. Yeah. It's with okay. the merchant service account. So you're, what you do is you get the QuickBooks Cash... And then you have all of your deposits from the QuickBooks payments account go into QuickBooks Cash. That makes sense. Yep. Right. 
Okay. And then you can transfer it out into your own banking account. But the other thing they have with the QuickBooks Couch, which is cool, is they do like the envelope system, right? So you can create little envelopes that are like sub accounts of your QuickBooks Cash account. So like if you're saving for new piece of equipment or you're, you know, putting away money for your retirement plan payment. Mm -hmm you can move the money and set up automated transfers to move the money to basically set goals, financial goals, which is really cool. Just like your personal bank account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. like, who's, who's that guy that with the envelope system? Mike McCallowicz. That's right. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's all about that. So, I mean, it's kind of like exactly taking his, you know, yeah. his whole idea and, and making it more of a, I don't know, like giving it a structure. Yep. The books that my microphone are sitting on, one of them is actually Profit First, which is what you're talking about. Yep. That's exactly right. So I have I have that. I have Profit First and I have, I think I have the Pumpkin Plan book too. Relay. Yeah. They're super they interesting. Burst onto the, you know, the small business accounting scene, right? Yep. And they offer, it's very similar to QuickBooks Cash in the sense that it's a bank account. It, it integrates really tightly with QuickBooks. And I think it also has some control and budgeting features with it as well. So you can do kind of like the expense management stuff you can do in, in Relay. And um, they'll send you a debit card. Like I have a debit card for my Relay account. I haven't, I haven't actually used it yet. I set it up and I was like, I just haven't had time to kind of dig into it yep. to see the benefits of it. But I did set it up. Um, it's free and you get, they also give you a nice interest. If you're carrying a balance, that can be good. And then Square and Cabbage are also in it, are, are kind of stepping into this arena too of these mm-hmm. bank accounts that go, give you a higher interest rate than a traditional bank. Yeah, I am just on relay. I'm just waiting for them to come to Canada. And anytime I'm on like a, you know, a trivia night or a webinar or something and Yosef is on there, I'm always like, come to Canada, come to Canada, I know, come I'm- to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting because, I mean, they've really disrupted it. It's totally different than anything we've ever seen. Our banking system, our modern banking, our modern, our traditional banking system um, has been around for for a long time. So this is, I I expect a lot more disruption from this end. And I would imagine that one of the things, I would hope that one of the things that all of these fintech companies are working on are, are getting that fetch, like coming up with a way for us to tie out the transactions, you know, yeah. So the, the transactions and that. And I guess at some point, here's a crazy question. And I'm probably, at some point, do we need statements? That is a very philosophical question. <laughs> Remember, we were kind of talking about like the QuickBooks and Zero comparison, right? Of, yeah. Uh, of how, they, how they do the reconciliation. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess once, once bookkeeping becomes more and more automated, then yeah, maybe you don't need the statements. It's just directly uh, reconciling it on the bank feed, and and that's that's that. That's what you rely on. Yep. I mean, right now we do it because we, we we reconcile because we understand that technology can break, yep. and even though it's feeding the transactions into the accounting system, what if there's a blip and transactions that have actually cleared the bank don't come in? You know, you would need a place to go and research what happened. Yeah. But if the accounting system is the bank, that's different. For sure. That is yeah. that is different. Totally. Yeah. And plus human error, right? It happens sometimes mm-hmm. you enter something incorrectly. Yep. Against the wrong account. So got to do those reconciliations. Totally. Yep. So back to type one client that we talked about, the clients that don't ever use online banking and they, they basically wait for their statement to show up in their bank account and then they want us to work with them and we're yep. automated. 
there's solutions for that too, right? So there's the parsing apps that will take that PDF statement and they'll digitize it and turn it into a CSV that you can then import into your accounting system to work with that. And so auto entry is one that I love. And one of the reasons I love auto entry is I actually tested a few and auto entry was the most accurate. I have to agree there. I think we, we kind of touched on it briefly last episode on the receipt chapter, but, uh, Yes, I think we both agreed for cleanup jobs. You got to convert a PDF to CSV to get it loaded. Both of us use auto entry. Love it. And the reason it's accurate, and here's two things about auto entry that you guys need to know. Number one, you can't upload a statement to auto entry and and download it right away. So you need to plan. So like if you're going to be working on a client's cleanup job, you need to upload all the statements and then schedule to work on it the next day because it takes about six. It depends on, I think, their workload. But it can take, I think the longest that I waited was like six hours for a statement that I uploaded to actually be ready to actually import into QuickBooks. And the reason for that is because they actually have a team of people that spot check it for accuracy. And that's why it's so accurate. Mm. So they definitely have the OCR technology that's looking at it and digitizing it. But then they also have a team of people that are spot checking it to make sure that it coded correctly. And I don't know what the, at least that's the way it used to be. I don't know if they've changed that now but that's the way it used to be. And that's why it takes a while because they actually have a human that looks at it. Yeah, that's interesting. I know uh, that probably more recently it it turns around quicker, but I know in maybe a year or two ago, it was definitely more than 24 hours. Yeah, yep. So plan, it's awesome, but plan. Dext is doing fetch as well. Or or parsing. Parsing, sorry. Dext is formally received. Hubdoc, we already talked about. Yep. That'll, you can download the statements. When it grabs the statements from the bank, you can download it as a CSV too. So. Yeah, they're they're a little different because it pulls in that CSV automatically. Right, it does. Yep. So you don't actually have to like push it through, say, an auto entry type of feature where it has to convert it, but uh, Hubdoc actually already pulls that for you. How about, what, okay, so we're talking about uploading. Like if we're talking about the person that's sending us the paper statements, if we upload them into Hubdoc, will it parse it? Not that I know of. And I don't think so either. So that's, eh, Hubdoc doesn't do that. Money Thumb does. Mm -hmm. And what's nice about Money Thumb is that you can save the settings. So once you import it, like when you you get a statement, you have to map it and say, here's the, you know, the debits and here's the credits and here's the beginning balance. You got to go through and map it. But once you've done it, you can save that as a template. And then every time, like every month when your client sends you the statement, so you can pull it into Money Thumb and it can already read it and pull it in. That was one of the ones I tested when I did the auto entry and it was not as accurate as auto entry and it wasn't as fast because you had to do stuff. Yeah. And correct (laughs) me if I'm wrong, Money Thumb's a desktop app? It is a desktop app. Yeah. And you pay like once a year or is it one time up front? I think you pay, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I'm auto entry, I'm team auto entry. (laughs) Fair enough, I know yeah. one of the accountants on my team has it and she's used it and she really likes it. And I also know other people like Hector Garcia is a huge fan of Money Thumb. Yeah. And I know lots of, uh, lots of accountants that love it because like I said, once you get it formatted, it's really easy every month to upload it, have it parsed, and then you can import it. Hmm. And then Doc Parser. Parse anything with Doc Parser. I love Doc Parser. It's on Zapier. Okay. So, whoa, <laughs> mind blown. We were talking about how could you do this? Like if you had a bank statement 
Did you just figure something out to do in Zapier? I did, but (laughs) I did, but it's not, it's, I mean, it it doesn't, the only thing you could do is you could set up a zap where you download the statement into a folder and then it could send that statement automatically to doc parser and it Mm. could download as a CSV, but there's no way to send that CSV over to anywhere. I mean, you could not, but you, I don't know. There you go. Feature request, Zapier, please add an action to do something with the CSV. Import the CSV as a bank feed. Cool. Automation challenge. Try parsing a paper statement. Like the next time you get a new cleanup client and they give you like that envelope with the 8,000 statements, try auto entry rather than manually having somebody on your team manually enter in all of those transactions. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> manually entering. It is. <laughs> You're like, what? Terrible. This is our automation job. <laughs> it is. Like we're going to automate this. So if you've yeah. been manually entering the transactions from a bank statement, we challenge you to try an app like auto entry or money thumb yep. and have it. What they'll do is they'll parse it out. They'll create a CSV file, and then you import that baby right into your accounting software. Then use those bank rules. And if you want to learn about bank rules, go back to uh, the Accounting Automation Workflow podcast list, and we have a whole episode about bank rules and bank feeds. Yeah. And we talk about how with cleanup jobs, you can go in and you can man lickety split get all that information, you know, in, into QuickBooks or or Zero encoded and ready. Get it done fast. Yeah. Yeah. So give that a try. Let us know how it works. Maybe as Heather said, go find that type one client where they only want to give you the paper. Then you'll get to see how these apps work. Totally. hundred percent. They're life-changing. So if you are manually entering from a bank statement, this will transform the way you work. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. My name is Heather Satterly. My name is Brian Clare. And this is the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. We're here to help you work less by automating more.